Hey everyone, Erin here popping in before we get to the episode. I'm super excited because I'm teaching a free masterclass. It's called Start the Damn Business, and it's all about specific steps to take to finally create your own online business. It's your time. Stop putting your future business in the someday pile of life. By the end of class, you'll be able to identify one business idea, confirm that it's a viable moneymaker, pinpoint your target audience, and more to help ensure business success. Head on over to musclecreative.com slash masterclass to snag your spot. See you there. Welcome to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast, where we dive into tactical strategies to grow your business and to make an impact on this world. A huge part of success is keeping your mindset and vision on track. So this is a major part of our process and this podcast. Let's do this. Hello, Erin here. Welcome to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast. This week, we have Lauren Kilgore, founder of Beautiful Reese and Etsy Expertise. Welcome, Lauren. Hi, how are you? I'm so good, and I'm so excited to have you on. I was telling Lauren before we started, I was just like, you are killing it and you're like totally in like such a, an amazing spot for business right now. So um, (laughs) I saw what you did and I'm like, this is amazing. So um, would you mind kicking it off with telling us a little bit about you and your background and kind of how you got started, maybe the evolution of your business? It's a weird start because I didn't start obviously doing what I'm doing now. I started off as a wreath maker Um, Back in 2014, I started my business. I had just made a couple fun things for my house and um, just playing around, just trying to keep busy at night. Um, Back then, I was a single mom. I just had one kid and I was sort of bored at night. So I got crafts and I was starting to make things. And then I posted them on Facebook, you know, as you do. Mm -hmm. And people were like, oh, you know, you should totally sell those or I'd buy that. And so I thought, okay, well, this could be like a little extra money. So I started an Etsy shop and a Facebook page, I think the same day and just started making some stuff and, you know, selling. But then Uh, you know, there's so many Facebook groups nowadays on like every single topic possible. So I had joined a whole bunch of like wreath making groups um, just for fun. You know, you share your stuff, but you also like get critiques from other people. But a lot of people were asking how to use Etsy. And I found myself in there a lot answering questions. Um, It sort of made sense to me how the platform worked. And so you know, I'm a, my background is I'm an accountant by day, at least for now. Um, and so I sort of have that business brain, I guess, in addition to the creative side. So I was, it made sense to me and, and I, where it is, didn't to some other people in that group. So I was asking, answering so many questions and I realized that this was a, you know, this was a, there's a hole in the market here that it, people in our niche really needed help with, um, learning how to use uh, Etsy, so that's where that's where my business sort of started. Oh, that's really cool! And so, like, did did um, using Etsy come pretty naturally to you, or did, was it kind of a steeper learning curve when you first started? I mean, I think it, in the beginning it was it was steep, but once I figured it out and I kind of got the groove of it, and I um, then I then I got it. Yeah, definitely, it doesn't make sense to anybody just starting off. It's not something that you know, people know how to do online marketing and using platforms and algorithms and stuff like that. It just doesn't come naturally to most people. Um, 
but after a while of testing and learning and researching and literally like reading everything I could possibly find online, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then it made a lot more sense to me. Yeah. No, I mean, it's such a great intersection, you know, because we were talking before how a lot of people are starting online businesses, you know, whether it's product or service based. So the fact that you have such experience on the product based side, and then you've also self taught yourself one of the most popular platforms out there for (laughs) for handmade items, you know, and um, I mean, that's just it's such a great spot to be in. So that's crazy that that it's such a, um, with the pandemic and everything that's going on, that you're kind of there to support those entrepreneurs. And so- Yeah, especially right now. Yeah, so many more businesses, if they're not moving online, they should be moving online mm-hmm. right now because at least for us, like creative people, you know, there's no craft shows going on. Um, you know, all those kinds of things that people used to, you know, where they used to sell is, you know, in person, it's not happening. Mm -hmm. So, you know, moving online is really where it's at right now. I mean, I, I, I did a few craft shows when I started, but then I would, I would get there. I would drag all my stuff out there and then I would, you know, spend forever setting it up and we make wreaths. So like they're 24, each one is 24 inches, uh, you know, around. They're huge. So like each piece is huge. Like I used to wish I made jewelry because then I could just bring like these tiny little boxes and jewelry, you know? No, I had to make the big honking wreaths. So you have to take all that. You have to, you know, I had to bring a truck. I had to, you know, the display, the setup that everything that sit out there for an hours and hours on end. All the while, like my phone is just blowing up by things b- selling online. I'm like, why the heck am I sitting out here? I did all this work and I sold like two things. Whereas I could be sitting at home right now watching Netflix and be selling. Yeah. So that's when I was like, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're just going completely online. Um, but, you know, that was even before, obviously before pandemic. But even now, like if you're not online, it's going to be a little bit struggle. Yeah. And so I was going to ask you that. So did the pandemic really impact you at all or were you pretty much just set up? Okay. It it impacted me in a positive way Mm. because uh, like for the product side of my business, uh, people literally cannot go to a store. A lot of stores were closed or closing or didn't have the stock. And so people were shopping online instead. Um, So, I mean, for birthday presents and for, um, you know, holiday events and for, Mother's Day and all these things that, you know, for in a creative business, you know, that's like what we sell and people couldn't buy it elsewhere. So they were buying it online. And so my business increased Mm -hmm. because of it. So, I mean, I, I don't, you know, if people really aren't online, you're missing out on a big piece of that. You know, I obviously don't want to have another pandemic, but you know, it's actually been positive for, for business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's why I, yeah, I'm the same. Like I always tell people, I'm like, listen, online businesses is really where it's at. And even if you have a brick and mortar, you need to find a way to have an online, a strong online presence, you know, Mm -hmm. to kind of support it. So, Okay. Do you have, obviously you do, but what are your, I imagine there's two different audiences, maybe there's more, but there are those that are first starting out with Etsy, and then Mm -hmm. there are those who have been on Etsy, but kind of need a nudge forward, right? right? It's kind of how I'm seeing it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's why when I developed my courses, I couldn't see creating just one Mm -hmm. because there wasn't one 
yeah, there's definitely two groups the people who have never been online, never sold online ever before. And the people that are starting it, but they're just not getting the sales that they wanted. So yeah, I had to create two courses to meet them where they're at because yeah, otherwise it you know, it would be a review for some people. It would be way too advanced for others. Yeah, no, that's really smart. And so when people, for those that are just starting out with Etsy, what are like, you know, the first three things maybe that you, it doesn't have to be three, but the first few things that you tell them to focus on when they're first kind of um, creating their shop? I usually, I tell them, well, one, to just really learn how it works yeah. because don't just assume that it's like Craigslist. You can't just throw a listing up there and assume that because it's online, like, you know, it's just going to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. <laughs> I thought it did in the beginning myself, but it took me a while to get some sales because of that. Um, so learning how it works for sure is, you know, a big issue. Um I guess, well, I mean, do you mean like on Etsy itself or online marketing itself? Like what? I'd say Etsy itself. Yeah. Let's, you know, kind of get specific of like, if they're just starting out, are there certain things that you're like, listen, your page has to have X, Y, Z, or you really need to think about this, like that sort of thing. Okay. So the second thing I would say is to fill out your Etsy shop completely. Um, People don't understand sometimes that just the way that your um, page is filled out uh, affects your SEO and affects your visibility. Just simple things like creating a policy section and creating a bio section can actually increase your likelihood that your your listings will be found in search. Um, so that that's a big thing. A lot of people leave that out. Um, and then I think the third thing would be paying attention again back to SEO. It you know. Pictures and things like that are important, but nobody can find your pictures and nobody can find your listings to begin with if you don't have the right keywords in your titles, in your tags, using the words that buyers would type to search for your items and not necessarily describing the product, not necessarily um, writing exactly what it is because nobody out there knows what you have. Using the words that they would use to search for it when they don't know what it is you have. And how do you help people figure out which keywords to have? Do you guys, do you use like a certain online tool to figure that out? Or what do you kind of tell them to do for that? I use, there's two main keyword tools for Etsy sellers and one's E-Rank and one's Marmalade. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are two biggest um, keyword search tools. I have uh, keyword lists in my shop that I've done research for, but they're really just geared towards wreath makers. Um, but both E-Rank and Marmalade have really good tools um, that people can use to search for keywords in their specific niche. Okay. And then, so as people, so they, ha- they set up their shop, they're like killing it with SEO, hopefully, you know, they're getting everything set up and then they, they need to market it, right? And so once they have their shop set up, images, hopefully the right keywords, what other kind of tips or insights have you learned as far as kind of marketing the shop or their products? The biggest uh, tool for me has been social media and especially Pinterest and Facebook are probably the two largest for my business. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people get a lot of traction off of Instagram for product selling in the creative space because it's so visual. Um, but for me, being present on as many social medias as I can, uh, constantly posting every single day on all of them. Um, Pinterest is the biggest for me. Um, it sends the most traffic, even though I don't have as, as many followers. I'm, 
maybe not as active over there, but the power of Pinterest is so huge mm -hmm. that it drives more traffic than anything. Um, and I'm, I'm on Facebook more just because I go on there just to see, you know, because it's Facebook and uh, just to be social and whatnot and just check on up on people. And, but, um, but it doesn't send as much traffic as Pinterest does, which is interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Pinterest is such, it's a search engine really. You yeah. Know? So if you kind of leverage it as the tool that it is, I think that can be really powerful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then on Facebook, do you have like a, I know you have a paid group, like as a membership, right? Right. Um, and then do you have like a, um, a free group too, or is it mostly through your business page or how do you orchestrate that? Yeah, my business page. And then I have a free group uh, for wreath bakers, um, just for people to share their their creations and get some ideas and tips and stuff like that. My paid group is just for Etsy sellers. So um, I don't have a free group right now for Etsy help, but we I help them all the time in my in my wreath making group. So yeah. And so which avenue on Facebook do you use the most to kind of drive traffic to your Etsy shop, would you say? Uh, probably by page. Okay. More than anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the group we just have for community, I don't use it so much to sell to anybody or to, it's mostly all other wreath makers in there. So I'm, I could, you know, I'm not selling them wreaths and stuff like that. Um, I usually, my page is definitely what I use the most, mm -hmm. um, for driving the traffic. Okay. And your page, you could also use for your courses too, to promote your digital courses right. as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then when you're on Pinterest, are you, what do you pin? So obviously your own content, but like, do you pin like related things or how do you manage that content? I try to stick to sort of like an 80-20 rule of 80%-ish my content and then 20% related content um, where, you know, it's definitely always on brand, but I'm do, pinning stuff about entertaining and home decor and landscaping, everything that has to do with wreaths, um, you know, people making their house pretty and stuff like that. That's mm -hmm. kind of what I use for um for Pinterest, yeah. Okay, cool. And then did that kind of come later on? Did you start out, which social media platforms did you start out with and then kind of moved with others? Um, I think I, I I started out with Facebook, but I think, and I, I dabbled in Pinterest um, and I'm glad that I did back when I, when I did because mm -hmm. the pins that I made back in 2015 are still resurfacing now. Um, so I'm glad that I got in early and they've gotten the traction and the, you know, the, the repinning that they have. I think that's helped a lot with my Pinterest strategy. Um, but I think it was latest to get to Instagram. It's been a little bit of the slowest <laughs> growth for me. Uh, but I, I, I still believe that being everywhere that people possibly are is the best way to sell. I mean, I'm all about brand awareness and, being present and consistent and, you know, popping up all the time, even if it's with, you know, any kind of content, but just so that they're seeing my name and my brand and reminded about me, um, whether it's my products or my, my courses or whatever, mm -hmm. that they're it's just top of mind to them. So, yeah, it's no, it's really smart. And so when you're talking about the 80, 20 kind of rule, um, what sort of content mediums are you creating is it like for me yeah I I mean I'll mostly pinning my wreaths um 
And then for my core stuff, like I'll, I'll repin like blog posts or, um, that's about it. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been huge on Pinterest with like the core side of my business. Yeah. It's more been like the product base. It's a little bit, find that a little bit easier to create yeah. pins for. Um, so yeah, I haven't done a ton with the core stuff, which I need to, because I have so many like freebies and, and, um, opt-ins and stuff like that. And I, I need to get better with that. for sure. <laughs> well, there's so yeah. many options, right? So it's like everybody can't be everywhere doing everything. So you kind of got to, yeah. you got to prioritize or else you're going to spread right. yourself too thin. Um, have you dabbled in video at all? Or are you mostly like blog and kind of product shots? On Pinterest? I've, I've done a few um, videos. Well, cause I started playing in TikTok. Okay. And so I have some videos in TikTok that I, I removed the branding from, and then I could, I uploaded to Pinterest or Instagram reels or whatnot. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes we make videos, Etsy allows you to have like a short 15 second video now too, for in your listing. So sometimes I'll, I'll upload those as well. Um, and that, yeah, video is the best. (laughs) You know, I used to be real religious with doing Facebook lives like every single week, Mm -hmm. twice a week. And I know that that's the best for engagement and growth. It's just sometimes finding the time to do it. Um, and the quiet time and, and everything. But, um, I, yeah, I know the video has been definitely helpful for my business. Okay. And so, sounds like social media has been the main driver as far as growing your client base. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I think I was late to work on the email list side of things, yeah. uh, more pushing the social media first. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I mean, it works. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, you know, um, mm-hmm. but like for, are you list building? And if you are, are there kind of certain um, avenues that seem to be working better to grow your list? Um. I think, I mean, just having an opt-in on the front page of my website has been, I think it's gotten the most clicks out of anything. Um, we do share them to, to social media. We mostly just Facebook, really. Um, that's pretty much the only things I can think of that mm-hmm. we're doing for list growth right now. I mean, I created a few like PDFs or like cheat sheets or stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that's, yeah, yeah, all that we're right now. Cool. And so as you've kind of grown your business, have there, you know, I always like to ask this question, if there's like any kind of key learnings or insights that you discovered along the way of just like, huh, I wasn't expecting that to happen, <laughs> but it did. So now I'm going to learn from it. Um, anything that comes to mind? Um, I think with I mean, at least with the online, with the course side of my business is realizing that I needed to break out of my niche. And for a while there, I was just trying to teach wreath makers how to sell an Etsy and realizing that it needed to break out of that. I, I don't know why I just always thought that I would just only, I, I was boxing myself in, mm-hmm. um, but realizing that I could be teaching people in other niches and people who make other kinds of crafts. I don't know why it never really occurred to me, but, um, you know, finally uh, I have done that. I have broken out and I have people in my courses that sell all kinds of things now. Um, and it's, it's been really, it's really been cool to, to be able to, uh, you know, I don't know. I just feel like 
I was just in this like little bubble before and I finally have broken out of. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's like, you know, you want to have a, a niche, but you also want to be open-minded as well, you know, to see who else you, right. can, you can impact. So is there a certain, I don't know, like an app that you use a lot or a tool that you're like, oh, this is kind of integral into my business? Because like a, a lot of our, this, the mission of this podcast is support is to support other entrepreneurs. So I love kind of sharing like, oh, this app is amazing or this tool is really cool. You should check it out for whatever. Gosh, I don't know. Um, I can't think of anything. Okay. Um, I mean, the only thing that I use that I am, I is like Kajabi. That's the mm-hmm. only thing that I have moved to recently that has been really helpful. For, I mean, it's not like a secret, I guess, yeah. but having a platform like that where I could um, make um, pages really easily, you know, emails through there pretty easily, have courses in there and products and everything kind of in one place. Whereas before I had everything in a million different places and different, um, you know, uh, places I was paying for and, um, I just feel like it kind of organized it all into one for me. Mm-hmm. So that kind of brought everything a little bit like more centered. Yeah. Oh, I love Kajabi. I can't say enough <laughs> good things about that platform. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty intuitive once you get the hang of it, you know, how yeah. every, the blocks and everything work, you know, and then the fact that you have the flexibility of the pages and then you can create pipelines and, you know, um, yeah. yeah. For someone like me who's not a graphic designer mm-hmm. and doesn't, understand you know coding and all that stuff it's yeah. like sort of plug and play it was mm-hmm. a lot made it a lot easier yeah no I totally agree it's a great platform so what is your favorite part of having an online business like what kind of like drove you to create one I mean I know your friends were like hey I would buy this wreath you know but there was has to have been some sort of a driver behind it where you were like, hey, I'm going to go out on a limb here and do it. And then what's been your favorite part so far of having your own online business? Um, I think back then, like when I first started, my sister had and does still have an Etsy business. So she's the one who I kind of realized like, oh, did, you know, that was there um, and she was doing really well with it. So and I realized that I could be reaching a lot more people than I could be reaching locally. Um, so I think that's why, what got me started on it. I think what continued me on that path was the goal of it someday replacing my uh, nine to five job that I wouldn't have to go to work with for somebody else. I don't have to, um, you know, only see my kids a couple hours a day. I don't have to, you know, just be working um, myself to death for somebody else's job. And if somebody else's, dream. Like I could have my own. I think that's what's gotten me to stick with it all these years. Um, And finally achieving that has been huge. It took a while, but Mm -hmm. it, you know, it just getting there. I mean, I wouldn't trade any, any of that battle for the world, but you know, it's, I'm happy to be where I am. Yeah. Cause you're at the point now where you can do this full time, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, with one or both parts of the business that I have, that it's finally, yeah, gotten to that level. That's amazing. Congratulations on that, because that's where, that's a lot of people's goals, you know, to get yeah. there. So I always love highlighting those that have made it, you know, they're like, I did it, you know, and it's like the more yeah. people that stand up and say it and are proud, the more yeah. it's going to inspire others to be like, 
okay, maybe I can do it too, you know? It's a scary thing for sure, but, you know, and I was super careful about how I did it and making sure that, you know, we had savings, that everything was paid off and that, mm-hmm. you know, that there was a plan in place, you know, I not one to just jump because I'm an accountant and everything <laughs> has to be right and everything is, you have to make sure all the numbers are lining up. Uh-huh. But, you know, once I got there um, and kicked my self in the pants and, yeah. and did it. <laughs> it feels better now <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> well, good on you too, because I think, uh, you know, many people who are, who are accountants that are so many or finance minded and very smart about, you know, how they manage their finances. It's hard for them to let go probably of a steady, sure thing, you know? Yeah. And so <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was the hardest part. <laughs> I think my husband is still sometimes a little bit um, unsure because he's not in this online mm-hmm. space. Um, but I'm trying to convince him with numbers and math, like it's going to be fine. Right. We're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause it's kind of for those that aren't in it, in this industry, it is foreign, you know, to them. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole different business model really oh, of yeah. how it works. So for them to look at what we do and be like, what, how does, okay. <laughs> it looks like it works. Yeah. 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 Like, believe me. I yeah. promise. Faith. Hey. Faith and hard numbers and facts. <laughs> right. I can show you. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So you are handling a lot. You have your business, you have your kiddos, you have everything else that you're managing in life. So I love ans- asking this question of like, is there anything you've implemented in your daily routine or pretty consistently that's kind of helped your business and personal success that kind of fuels you to keep going, you know, we like to talk about how you can't fill other people's cups until yours, your own is filled. So some people, you know, have a gratitude journal or they meditate or they work out. Is there anything that you kind of implement into your routine that helps you there? Um, I have tried to be somewhat regular with at least exercise and walking and running outside because that clears my head more than anything. Um, and I think it's hard. I don't, I'm not so sure I can think of anything really good though, that, um, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even, even running and, you know, taking that walk, taking that mental break, you know, that's, that's great. I think that does help a lot of people and some folks like, you know, you just need that mental break, right? So like every hour get up and move around or, you know, yeah. just kind of like break the monotony of your day um, with that, like a quick walk around the block or a jog or that sort of a thing. And I think for a lot of people, that's where they get their best ideas when they're moving their right. bodies, you know? Yeah. And I think also making sure that my home and my craft space and my desk and all that stuff is uncluttered. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I tried to tell my people in my group this the other day, like it was, un- it was crazy how just cleaning up my workspace, like, like the clutter in my brain cleared up. Like I hired a house cleaner to help clean my house. So one, I could like, like get that out of my brain, not have mm-hmm. to worry about, you know, Oh, I got to clean the bathrooms today. I got to wash the sheets. I got to do all this stuff trying to clear out some of the clutter and all the little stuff that I didn't need to take care of or little things that, you know, just were in front of me all the time, trying to push them to somebody else or whatever has really helped me to literally unclutter my brain, to unclutter the stuff in front of me, Um, Mm -hmm. whether it's physically or mentally, it's, it, that helped a ton for me um, lately for sure. 
Yeah, I know that's huge too, right? Because if you're kind of surrounding yourself in a place where it's not conducive to work or creativity, you know, that's another barrier that you're kind of building for yourself. So for sure. Um, One thing I wanted to ask earlier, and I forgot to really, we didn't dive into it too much, was um, digital ads. So do you leverage, you know, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, that kind of stuff, excuse me, much or not so much? Um, I do a little bit of Facebook ads, not a ton. I have um, like just an engagement like ad to, but for my products, I don't do it. I mostly do it for um, uh, my courses, like my freebies and stuff like that. Um, And then when I'm running webinars for my courses and stuff like that, but I don't do products. No, because I find it doesn't work as well. you know, if I'm going to run an ad, I'll do it on Etsy itself rather than on Facebook to go to Etsy. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Just curious about that. So as you look forward, what are the goals and the vision? Like what's the vision you see for yourself in the business and what are some goals that you've set for yourself moving forward? Well, just meeting this one big goal <laughs> has been has been sort of where I'm at. Now I gotta set yeah. a new goal because uh-huh. <laughs> he was like, "All right, your first goal was to be able to quit your job and do this full time." So now, yeah, I definitely have to set a new revenue goal and a new dream goal of where what I want to do um, because I think I'm still stuck in being able be just having accomplished this one. So mm-hmm. I do have to <laughs> think of the next one, um, but I'm just being able to be home to, you know, I realize that this is the life that I want, that I don't want to have to go work to work for somebody else that I don't want to have to see my kids for one hour every day. I don't want to be, you know, constantly slaving away five days a week just to have the weekend. Like it's not living. So, you know, being able to be home and do this more and uh, reach more people and, have let other people have the same success that I have Mm -hmm. would make me happy that other people can feel the same pride and joy that I feel. I want to be able to help them do that same thing because it feels so good. (laughs) It makes me so happy. And if I, you know, I just want other people to achieve that same thing for themselves if that's what they want to do. Yeah. And I think that's really the, the, the heart of entrepreneurship, isn't it? You know, like how can I, help and serve others. And so whenever like I hear other people that we talk to on the podcast, like that's where they're coming from. I'm like, okay, yeah, like they get it, you know, and (laughs) they're going to be, they're going to crush any goal that they set because if it stems from that, like that's the, that's the key. Yeah. I mean, this is all fun for me, but you know, I, I, I would be selfish if I kept it all for myself and didn't show other people how to do the same thing. And it's so cool to hear so many people with different different backgrounds, different interests, different skill levels, and how they can all be successful at running their own online business, you know? Yeah, really- I knew nothing about online marketing. I knew nothing about advertising, marketing. I went to school for psychology. I was an accountant. <laughs> yeah. Like, none of these things. I don't even know how to make a wreath. So, like, you can do anything. You could, You just have to learn it, you know? It might take a little while, but you can, you know, if I can go from, you know, psychology to accounting, you know, to teaching on Etsy, you can do whatever you set your mind to do. Yeah, it's a, it's thrilling to watch, you know? Um, and it's so cool that, you know, every week we get to talk to someone else on the podcast who's like, 
I'm like, wow, I didn't never even thought of that way to do this or, you know, that someone from this background would make this, you know, correlation over here. So it's so interesting. Um, Okay. So where can people find you online? So my main website is just my name, laurenkilgore.com. And my shop on Etsy is Beautiful Mesh and that's where you can find the products. And then um, Lauren Kilgore is where all my Etsy stuff is. I'm teaching how to sell on Etsy. Very cool. And do you um, have, I'm assuming you do, like really cool kind of seasonal wreaths coming up, like for Halloween and Christmas and everything? Oh, yeah. We have tons. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's funny because right now, like a little bit of everything is selling. I think on my list right now, somebody bought a Christmas wreath yesterday, the day before it was a Halloween wreath, the day before it was fall. <laughs> so it was, you know, it's everything is kind of selling right now. It's, we're sort of in the once we get to the fourth quarter, everything starts selling. Like it picks up big time. So yeah, uh, holiday wreaths are fun. I mean, I I sell a lot of holiday wreaths, but I probably sell more of ones that people can keep up year round Mm -hmm. because I think people get more life out of them Mm -hmm. and they can give them as gifts and things like that. So those sell really well too. Yeah. Very cool. I'm going to check it out. Um, Okay. So we ask a fun question at the end of every podcast episode because we love music over here. Um, If you could only listen to one music artist for the rest of your life, who would it be? Oh, goodness. Okay. (laughs) Hold on. It would be Michael Jackson. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think I know most of the songs, Mm -hmm. (laughs) almost all the songs by heart. Um, yeah, that was a big one when he passed. Mm-hmm. That was a big one for me emotionally. Yeah. I think yeah, that would be the one that, I, I mean, I could sing you the thrill of the part, the thriller. <laughs> I could, I could word for word. <laughs> the, the question is, can you do the thriller dance? Do you have the no, choreography? No, that cannot be, that won't happen. <laughs> I'll just, just tell you the words. <laughs> we were decorating our house yesterday with uh, Halloween decorations and I put on a playlist on Spotify and of course it had thriller on it. And I told my nine-year-old, I'm like, we got to we gotta learn the dance, you know? We got to learn the choreography of it. I don't know if he was really that into it, but I was like, how amazing could it, would it be if that song came on and then you just, like, broke out with, like, the zombie? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this was so much fun. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with us yeah, today. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was like, I know that so many people are going to get so much out of this, um, whether they're product sellers or wreath makers or trying to figure out, navigate all that is Etsy. Um, so I'm grateful for you for kind of breaking out of your comfort zone and creating the courses um, around Etsy and your membership and everything else. So thanks yeah, again for, for being on. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast. To keep the fun going, check out our Facebook group, Start and Scale an Online Business, for even more free trainings and resources from fellow entrepreneurs. If you haven't already, head on over to musclecreative.com and click subscribe to join our email list for our weekly updates. And if you've enjoyed this podcast episode, check us out on your favorite podcast platform to follow us and give us a review. As always, be authentic, bring an insane amount of value, and keep crushing it.